Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Good morning, welcome to the RTGA podcast, Mikey Stafford and Rory O'Neill here as always and we've been joined by Lee Keegan, how are you getting on Lee? Good now, all good, how are you lads? Good, thank you, good, we just two matches to look back on, uh, but thankfully one of them was a humdinger, uh, the um, the uh, Ulster quarter final between uh, Tyrone and Manahan did not disappoint, that's uh, 2.17-1.18, Lee, it's fair to say that that is not a stereotypical Ulster quarterfinal scoreline. No, I, I I read last night Ulster seems to be the one that ignites championship or saves it. On the other hand, um, it was a cracker game. Uh, you have to say fair play through teams. Um, I think we give out of its standard of football and and the robotic status of it and the lateral and and, and listen, there was bits of that yesterday, but. I think the consensus from here, so we had two teams that just went out with an attack-minded focus. Um, I think Ed McGinley made a great point last night that probably due to the structure of the championship, it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, I think it was just about getting one up on, on each other. But but in, in terms of the contest, it was a cracking game. Um, two teams went at it. You know, Derek Hanneman's flashy, sexy football in the first half versus Manzi's just there stood at right foot that never seems to miss um, and it just had a bit of everything um, the dramatic finale kind of summed up the the, the contest in, in general so listen I think we're, we're very easy to look at the negative side of football but yesterday was a day that it just pumped a bit of love back in the veins and, and got us on the edge of our seat and, and thoroughly enjoyable game of football Yeah Rory we we've, we we long debate the uh, the you know the logic and the, the sense in the the fisted point here etc and I think Anyone, even anyone who'd watched him do exactly the same thing against Mayo three weeks ago, was sure Rhino Tool was going to fist that ball over the bar. One of the best goalkeepers in the country was on his near post. He had a defender beside him. There, there really didn't seem to be anywhere for that ball to go. And for a guy on his championship debut to say, "The hell with hell to hell with extra time and going to win it." Um, to have the balls to do it for a start is amazing, but it's all well and good. I could have the balls to do it, but it would mean I'd be able to uh, actually make it happen. It was a sensational goal. Uh, the, the the time made it more sensational, obviously, the circumstances, but it was also and the celebration. a very, very good finish. <laughs> <laughs> the celebration was class as well. No, everything about it. I think uh, I was like a big Liverpool supporter, as you know. Luis Suarez was very famous, obviously very fam- famous striker for Liverpool, and he had this fierce knack of taking the shot really early to try and unsettle a goalkeeper. And I think that actually played a key role because he was quite a di- he was quite a good distance out, mm. but he but he pulled the trigger so quickly. I don't think he gave Morgan any time to start to set himself to adjust his feet to get his positioning right, and the ball just flew under his legs. But I mean, it was just the exuberance of youth. Paul Flynn, I think, made the point yesterday on the TV about that innocence and taking the shot on maybe played a significant role. No one on his dubs team would do that. Dear McConley might be allowed to do that. But but a grizzled old (laughs) veteran is probably taking the safer option. It is a young kid basically playing in his championship debut who takes it on and it's right rover stuff. It's incredible. And that's the other thing that was noticeable. I mean, Manahan had quite a few 30-somethings playing between Darren Hughes, Ryan Whaley, Conor McManus, as we mentioned. I think Began is mm. probably into his mid-30s. But they're regenerating. 
I mean, Carl Gallagher, like, you know, Michal Bannigan, um, Ryan O'Toole himself, Shane Carey came on. I thought he did quite well. Like they're regenerating a, a, a fairly new team that are coming in, that are playing the Monaghan way, which is they just never give up. And yeah. like I, I thought the wind was probably a bigger factor than we might have realised. They did look a little bit out of sorts in that first half. They were all over the shop on their own kick out in that first half, which is why I thought Began. I thought Began was outstanding. I mean, absolutely incredible. But it was like a light switch. I mean, some of the scores they got in the second half, Bannigan, as I mentioned, Conor McCarthy, Shane Carey. And what about the ball from Began to mm. um, to Carl Gallagher? I mean, oh. I, 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 had, I had just written down, Lee, you know, fly goalkeepers, what's the point? And next thing, Began then plays the slide rule ball <laughs> to carve open the throwing defence. I mean, it was just, uh, listen, it was a brilliant game of football, had absolutely everything. I do think... Um, it's probably a fair point that Enda makes in that it does offer this time of the year the opportunity for teams to maybe have a bit more of a have a of a cut off things and because there's so many safety nets. I mean, the current format is like the Nations League. There's more ways there's, <laughs> there's more ways to get knocked in or knocked out of it than you could shake a stick at. So I think that maybe lent itself to a degree to the sort of open nature that we got where both teams just threw off the shackles and had a real go at each other. And it was just incredible to watch. One point though, Mikey, drawn of one championship win since they won the All Ireland in twenty one. Yeah. It was obviously against the notice. And that was a it was a ropey enough victory actually against Fermanagh. Um I think it was something like two seventeen, two eleven. That's so, right, yeah. Yeah. So, so so while you might say yeah they can park it they can move on. I think they will. It'll that's going to stick in their craft, and they have a lot of time to stew on it. And that's mm. the problem for them. Yeah, Lee. Uh, it's another point Enda made. Enda's like Banco's ghost here. We're talking about him mm. more than he would be if he was here on the podcast last week. He was kind of talking a little bit about Ross Common as you know, it was a great win against Mayo. We're not that shocked they beat Mayo, but the next step for a team like Ross Common is to have an impact on the national stage like Connacht are, or Roscommon are well able to upset the apple card in, in Connacht but they haven't really made a breakthrough in the All-Ireland series yet and Monaghan aren't really a, a dissimilar team uh, there's been an All-Ireland yeah. semi-final and stuff but like they haven't they're for the for the kind of the reputation they have in Ulster it hasn't quite transferred to the All-Ireland series I wonder are we it's very early to say this and it's like a sample of two but are we getting to the point now where that's what the provincials are going to become the preserve of like these kind of second tier counties who maybe aren't going to win all Ireland, but a provincial might be something they can get. And maybe as Rory's point is good about Tyrone now, they need, they could use a championship win, but Tyrone are even still probably would be counted as a more genuine all Ireland contender than Tyrone. And you could say Mayo, the same in Mayo and Roscommon, now that would be disputed, but they're going off to kind of fine tune and kick their heels a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's it's not a bad thing. And it, it, I'm all, I'm wondering could this almost reinforce the old order to an extent? This new system. I think what it tells us is that the likes of Manning or Scotland in particular, they thrive in in provincial systems, uh, and they still have a huge pride within that. And I, I think the way and you, you made a good point. Roscommon don't fear Mayo or Galway ever uh, in, in Connacht. And uh, now I can't say. Nationally, they, 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 when they come across us, we don't play them too often outside of Connacht. But I know within the province itself, they, they are very proud of, of their provincial status. And 
I, I wouldn't always say cause upsets, but they do cause a stir because they're mm. always kind of underdogs when 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 their backs against the wall, particularly against Mayo Gall. I, I didn't see as a massive upset or shock last day. You know, I, we all tip Mayo based on league form um, and the way they're playing football. They just look flat, got caught by a bit of Roscommon team. And I think the same with Manning is that <clears throat> Manning just seemed to get to this stage where it's life or death. And when their when their backs are against the wall, and again, I am talking provincial as well. Came away from from league in another relegation madness day. Like, and it's, I don't know how to do it, but it's like they come into provincial revised and ready to rock again. And the thing I liked about Man and Yerson particularly, Mike, is that right. I was looking at Man in the first half, and it kind of summed up their league form to a degree. Uh, lethargic, flat, kind of out of sorts in, in how they're going about their attack and even the intensity of their attack. You know, they're, they're a very proud team in terms of pressing the team and, and getting big turnovers. But I have to give Vinnie Curry massive credit. I didn't see mm. that second half coming based on that first half performance. Uh, like it was either go for broke or kind of stay in the game for long enough and look respectable and Tyrone pull away maybe five, five or six points. But Vinnie Curry threw off the shackles, made a couple of change half time and... I think you're right as well, Roy. I think Roy Began played an absolute blinder. I, I don't think it's it's probably tired enough how good he was. Yeah, listen, he got pushing his kickouts in the first half and he and he had a couple of turnovers, but that ball in for the goal for, for Gallagher to have was beautiful. But he had another 40-yard uh, kick pass on the right-hand side yesterday, 40 yards into the full forward line. I mean, when you have a guy, like we talk about um, our man and their system and, the, and, and how they play with the keeper, but like, Man have been doing this a lot longer. Uh, probably not to the same degree, but it just shows how comfortable in the system that Rory Began is and, and how he's able to adapt to the game and play in outfield. So I think he created havoc yesterday in terms of how we how we set up attacks. And um, it's very old-fashioned to say it, but he also made a couple of very good saves. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think the, the, there was a key one in the second half where Myler popped the ball into McNamee. Yeah. Now, listen, yeah. it was a t- tight angle, but you're talking about your nuts and bolts of being a he keeper. He still made himself up. big. and yeah, yeah, Exactly, yeah. Like, so, I mean, is that the way the game has gone? Is that your keeper nearly your most important player these days? You know, well, that's a good question. Morgan, yeah, it's you know, a good question. Like, I mean, how important is your goalkeeper? The, in, how important is uh, the goalkeeper in the way these guys play it in the modern game, Lee? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like I, I think the thing with Rafferty is is that he is an out and out forward in goal. And I think there's a great narrative and story around that. But mm-hmm. then you go to the out and out keepers like Niall Morgan and Megan, who are naturally very good shot stoppers, good kickers. But then they've just uh, revolutionized their game in terms of how they're able to play at field. So they're nearly like a quarterback now these days with, with, with how they're playing. More so probably Megan the way he set up Yerse. And the fact that Mana went man and man for majority of the second half. And it just showed that there was a lot of chinks in, in Tyrone's defensive structure yesterday, uh, and they couldn't deal with Began when he was out around the middle. Uh, and even when he doesn't get the ball, which I find fascinating, is that he actually creates pockets of space because they're so worried about what Began's going to do with the ball uh, that they actually get attracted to him. So I think it's I think it's just the way the game has gone, the way the keeper has gone. It's it's I, For me, I love the old-fashioned keeper. I like a shot stopper, a kicker of the ball. But from a neutral perspective, it's, it's brilliant to watch. But just go back to Mikey's point, I think, that's why the likes of Amman and Roscommon, they, they just love provincial status. They love provincial victories. And I think, listen, the grand scheme of things, Tyrone Mayo in particular we're talking about, they won't worry. They've been to work soon in six weeks' time. But the likes of the, the Roscommons and Monans, they, they, they just 
I think they just love the fact that they're just going to keep challenged for those provincial titles. And that's probably the one minor blip that, yeah, they are going to go, but when you see teams challenged the way they are like those two, um, there's still great pride in, 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 the, in that structure. Yeah, on the on the goalkeepers, Roy, because there was a it was a funny funny moment. It'd be frustrating if you were a Monaghan fan. You ended up losing. Uh, Niall Morgan was caught beyond halfway, and Monaghan turned over the ball, yeah. and uh, he just he, he just grabbed the Monaghan player around the waist and pulled him back just to stop him. It was as cynical a foul as there has ever been since another Tyrone man made a cynical foul against Monaghan in Crow Park a few years ago. Um, the referee got away, play on, and it was funny that like, Morgan didn't sprint back to the goal. He was kind of a, a good pace jog and Ross Com- and Monaghan had the ball and I'm just waiting for a team to really go into the headed to try and get the ball yeah. to someone who's within shooting distance of goal to lob the keeper like because Monaghan they were they weren't they weren't treating it as if there was no goalkeeper and there wasn't another Tyrone player standing on the line they were just the teams aren't like kind of turbocharging up the pitch here to try and catch the keepers out and I don't know why not I think did I think I mean did we not see Damien Comer kick a Kicked the ball into an empty net in an All Ireland semi final last year against. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Derry, Derry Lynch was Lynch was up around the halfway line. I know. I, think I know. Get back to the goal. Yeah, so. and I and I think we've seen Kerry catch begging out last year in last year's league campaign yeah. up in Castle Blaney. I think it was Castle Blaney or maybe it was Scotland. Okay, it has but, happened. I'm but it has happened and, more. And Begging actually got caught more recently. Now it was more of a mistake against Armad. You remember in the early league rounds yeah, where yeah, he was yeah, off line yeah. and they went for it. But now he could have saved it still, but it just... I, I, I think though, like again, it probably speaks to the intelligence with which the goalkeepers are playing as well and how smart a lot of them are. I mean, Morgan is probably coming out saying, look, even if I do get caught and if they turn the ball over... It's going to take an absolute worldie for them yeah. to stick the ball into the net from that far out the field, and I'll have enough time to get back, or somebody will stand on the line. But um, I can definitely see someone getting caught in a high-profile game as it continues. I mean, like Oren Lynch, <clears throat> and I know we'll get on to Derry. Oren Lynch kicked a point from play. Goalkeepers are kicking with scores from play now, and it's not even that remarkable. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, but I look, I just as a game yesterday. I mean, what an absolutely brilliant game. Tyrone did concede a huge number of scores from freeze. The one thing I'd say is there's yeah. a lot of talk afterwards. Oh, they're going to have to tighten up on that area. I don't think they will. I thought they were fairly harshly penalised, actually, to a certain extent. And it did seem slightly one way. I mean, I thought Derek Canavan was fouled about five times at one stage going <laughs> through and he just waved play on. So I don't know if they will. I just think this is an issue around the way Tyrone play. I think the next day they could go out and a different referee will have a completely different interpretation. They'll tackle in exactly the same way and they won't concede 21 frees or, or 10 scorable frees or whatever <clears throat> or whatever it might have been. So I just think that all comes down to interpretation application. And um, I don't know if they have a huge amount there, but look, as a game, I mean, you you know, you would have wanted eyes, I suppose, to, 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 at the back of your head to keep a smock on everything that was going on and just like, what can you say about Manning? And mm. just, just... Actually, I have a question for you on about what What's more of a shock these days is is the likes of Roy Began pinging in a lovely curling ball, set up the goal, or Ron O'Toole actually going for goal. I think it's more, I think it's become the norm that we're talking about keeper scoring where we're actually more shocked that Ron O'Neill went for a goal. <laughs> it's true. It is, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that, that's the topic. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about Oren Lynch, you know, being over at 25 yards, uh, open play shot. 
But yeah, the topic is that geez, Ronan Neal is absolutely still mad for taking on a shot. <laughs> you know, like that that's the way the game has gone. Like, you know, so yeah, keeper can go out and score six points of play, but geez, if that, that defender goes for goal, man, he's not well in the head. Like <laughs> and, you know what? it wasn't even that he was a defender. It could have been the corner for, it, it could have been Connor McManus, and I'd still be yeah. kind of surprised that in that situation he went for and I'm all for him going for it. I'm just surprised he was he, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to you want to see him keep that. Um Lee, on the Monaghan in the second half, you know, you know, was asked how, how do you turn things around? I was like, oh well, we we got on top of midfield a bit better, kickouts, etc. Which is it's all well and good. I always like wanted. I always want to follow question. How how did you get on top? Like, did you just decide you were going to be better in midfield? Like, what did they do there? And also, I just said Tyrone. The middle of Tyrone defense was very open in the second half. Yeah. Like, there was several Monaghan players who carried the ball thirty yards. Without a hand being laid on him, and one instance somebody had kicked a point. I think it was um, uh, what's his name, Conor McCarthy. Just he, he pretty much ran That's through right, the middle, yeah, yeah. checked back, and kicked it over the bar. Um, where in the first half he would have been driven back into his own half. It just Tyrone's intensity, or maybe it was a fitness issue. They just seemed to flag in the second half to an extent, particularly without the ball. Uh, do you know what? It's it's not a simple answer, and this is something we explored for years. In Mayo, like the, uh, there was a game we played against Kerry. I think it was the cancel game on a Saturday night. And we came out to Sunday and played them, and I remember we were with a gale force wind, and we were actually I think we were about nine points in, eight points in a half time, and then we came out at half time. We threw off, the, threw off the shackles, and we played our best football. And I think that's what Mon did yesterday. Is that you know it, I think the whole. I think the pressure was off. There were five points in, which wasn't a massive gap. Don't get me wrong, but Tyrone are playing really well. And I think Vinny Corey just said to the guys, listen, what, what is lose here? We're, we're going to have a second chance. Just throw the shackles off. And I think it's a two-way thing as well. I think Tyrone definitely took uh, the foot of the pedal a little bit. Uh, and to Roy's point, there was, listen, there, there was some soft freeze, and I, I understand that. And, and I, I I would have been in agreement with the likes of Darren Cadden. I thought it was the small man syndrome against the big man thing sometimes that he didn't get the freeze where he probably should have, uh, where he was getting in the first half maybe. But I think just... Manon in particular, and I don't want to say Tyrone took the pressure off, which did a little bit, but I think more credit to Manon is that they actually went for broke. They they dropped the sweeper nearly, and they just said, you know what, I, if we lose, we'll go out in our shields and do it right. Uh, but what ended up happening was they got the first four scores, second half, and then they started thinking to themselves, well, there is a bit of a chance here. Why not just go for it? Uh, and Tyrone could never get back to the same level of intensity or standard that they did in the first half. And that's down to Manon and the way they played. And... and Listen, it's funny with a game like that, when it starts spiraling out of control a little bit, it's very hard to get back to the normality of where you were initially in the first half. And when things are getting away from your decisions and the big scores are coming, it's it's mad how quickly things can unravel. Uh, but again, that's you know we were very quick to, to shunt Finney and his panel during the league and the way they played and, and the lack of, I suppose, Monon-esque style play they had. I think the, it can definitely write that off and give Vinny massive credit. I think, the, like... You mentioned their age profile isn't the most ideal, but what they do is they absolutely maximise everything they have within that squad. And I think that probably game against Mayo, and I know Mayo had 10 change or whatever, but I think once Manon got the result they wanted from that day, I had a good feeling that Manon were going to come good in some sense because that that was a huge morale boosting uh, result for that team. And even the same Division 1, the, 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 their pride in the status of their Division 1 is just, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, they celebrate like it's a championship win. And, and, and that's, the pride they have in that jersey and I think the way they came out in the second half summed up the way Monaghan can play do I think 
they're in for a different challenge against Derry, which we're going to talk about. Absolutely. They won't get the same opportunities. They won't get the 40-yard runs and popping over the bar that they did yards in the second half. So it's going to present a whole new challenge for Monaghan, but one I'd say they will relish in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to that Derry game, Rory, just a word on Derek Annaman, because if ever a man didn't deserve to be on the losing side yesterday, yeah. uh, he scored 1-5, <clears> only one point from, from free. I think he had, what was he, four or five shots in the first half? He didn't miss one of them. Um oh. And again, as we mentioned that on Thursday, he's also a provider. Like he's he's not he he doesn't just have eyes for goal. Like he he's always looking for a teammate as well. He's like he has been a phenomenal talent for a few years, but I think he's kind of he's kind of he now realizes what senior inter county championship is, isn't he, and what is required. And it's kind of a scary thought that you know he's probably only going to get better. Oh yeah, he will. And he will get better. That is the scary prospect. And. I mean, it was nearly the complete display within 35 minutes. Like left foot, right foot, um, you know, low center of gravity, very, very difficult to knock off the ball. Tough as nails as well. Um, I think the only issue for them really was they found it struggle. They found it a little bit of a struggle to get ball into him. Certainly in that first period after halftime, I mean, they just dozed off uh, in that third quarter. And you know how important that third quarter tends to be, especially in championships. So, for they just really didn't get did like did the last a foothold in the game. Now they rallied again. I actually think Jerome played really well. I mean, yeah, like 118. If you're putting 118 up on the championship in a tight champ, you're saying, ah, we're going to win that, you know. Um, and for them to lose the momentum, but actually rally some of the scores that McCurry got kind of 13 from the full forward line, Rory. Yeah, like it was yeah, it's, it's outstanding. Like, I mean, they played really well. I think they, there is definitely things that they could take from it. I think what'll annoy them though, I suppose, is they they did lose, it took a bit longer coming out after halftime. I don't know if that helped them. Um, and it just yeah, the the engine stalled a wee bit and in fairness, Monaghan grabbed it the grabbed the momentum and ran with it. But I mean they didn't get their first score in the second half until what, the fifty first minute. So first yeah. you that's definitely gonna come back to bite you. You just need to be keeping the old scoreboard ticking over in whatever way you can. Now, as I said, to go back to it. They couldn't buy a free in that first 10 or 15 minutes where on a couple of occasions I felt maybe they should have been at least given one and maybe two. But look, at the same time, it's, that's the nature of it. And um, <laughs> it was, uh, oh, listen, it was just, a, it's a, it, it was a classic. It was an absolute classic. And to get one this early in the championship, I think we should all be thankful and fair play. Like what, just the Ulster Championship delivers again. Amazing. Yeah. That, that, Roy, that two-man full forward line, I thought yesterday was just, mm. I, like, I know we're talking about Derek Adam and how good he was, but I know McCurry wasn't probably on the scoreboard as much, but his vision and creativity range and that combo with them two lads, I think there is huge scope for them for them going forward. I think that yesterday just showed how dangerous Tyrone can be if they get the right ball and enough the ball inside of them. I think McCurry, even his pass to Khan yesterday for half a goal chance, like not many players yeah. go for that, you know, yeah, just sublime yeah. stuff like you know. So I think I think like I think you're right. I think there's huge scope for them to get better, and the the five week break will do them no harm at all. Yeah, I, Tyrone will be in the quarter final. Tyrone will be in yeah. the last eight, and then that's when the championship starts for them. Yeah, if McCurry had been passing to Rhino too now, it definitely would have been a goal. He wouldn't have passed <laughs> yeah, up that opportunity. Yeah, 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 he wouldn't have been fisting yeah, that over the bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, lads. Um, Saturday night, our, 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 the first of the two football matches that were on this weekend was, um, as expected, a Derry win. But Lee, maybe people might have expected this one to be a bit closer. Now, I know there's a couple of goals in the second half for Mana, which 
Roy Gallagher won't be happy with. He wasn't cheering those ones. Mm. Um, but at the same time, the match was well and truly over. Like I, I think this was very professional from Derry, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I would probably be very disappointed with Romana based on how they performed in the league and, and had a decent, like, it wasn't great to watch, but a decent league performance against Cavan as well. So there was a bit of optimistic hope for them that they'd put up a big challenge to Derry. And I, I seen a lot of kind of reviews in the week that the game was going to be quite close. But listen, I think you have to give credit to Roy Galler and Derry. After, I think after the Dublin game, the response is emphatic, to be honest. Um, I would have thought maybe confidence would have been hit quite a bit um, but they came out and as you said I think just the, how professional they were about the business they had it they had it done 25 minutes 30 minutes um, yeah. but what, one thing that probably does worry me with Derry is again we look at their squad depth last year and, and I suppose their adaptability to teams and I think Dublin really probably showed their hand a little bit that if you go direct on them and you take them on there is a bit of chance there so you know they banged four goals they could have had 14 goals and uh, Fermanagh created two the last day, scored the two with big Shea Cullen, the, the ex fullback himself. Um, so listen, man, and we'll look at that, and, and there is scope there for them to, to whack them. Um, my And my other thing is the reliance on Connor Glass. I think the goals came after he went off after 45 minutes, I believe. Um, so his presence and his leadership is huge for what Derry are doing going forward. So um, one addition I wanted to bring up as well is Kerr McFall. I think he's a huge addition if if ready to play football for, for Derry. I mean, he's in the squad now, just getting up to match fitness. I think he, when I, we played against him enough times over the years. I think he is a really, really top top player. So he's a big addition. So uh, listen, there, there's a lot of positives for Derry moving into the, the Ulster semi-final. Um, you know, listen, scoring three goals and getting the job done after 25, 30 minutes, that's going to really satisfy Rory. Um, I'm surprised Rory has any hands left with the, the mental celebrating that was going on. But anyway, listen, that's part of the fun of it as well. <laughs> he's he's hyped up, Rory. He's, he's uh, mm-hmm. I think last year's success followed by like uh, semi final disappointment. I think has has only sharpened Rory Gallagher's competitive uh, nature, which is a scary thought because he was already fairly competitive. Oh, very competitive, and <clears throat> he was um his celebration. You're not supposed speech. to celebrate against your old club, are you? His celebrations for each of the goals were were uh, quite boisterous. We let let's 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 say, but uh, Alison, I think they had the game wrapped. As Lee said, they had the game wrapped fairly early. I think though there is a concern there. I mean, six goals conceded in their last two matches. Mm. That's that's um, that's definitely something that will give Monaghan a little bit of cause. And two that that the last day were as rudimentary as the fullback put on the edge of the square and lump the ball in and see what happens. Like, um, can I ask a question, Mikey? I ask you, you might know the answer to this because look, it's it's not it's a very pedantic thing, and it's probably not even that significant. What's the Derry home jersey? I don't think I've seen Derry where uh, my understanding for Derry is their home jersey is white with a red band. Is that not? Well, yeah, that's certainly yeah. If you is that the traditional home jersey? Yeah. I don't remember the last time I've seen Derry wear. There now is there something in that? Is it because red is a primary color? Is it some 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 class of sports psychology? I don't know, but I, I my understanding of the rules is your your there's an obligation on you to wear your your home colors. Now I don't know whether or not there's a fine or whatever that goes with it, but I just think it's an interesting one. They never wear it. No, yes. they didn't wear it at all last year, did they? No, I I don't remember the last time I've seen Derry oh. wear wear that jersey. It's been and look, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, there's no reason for them not to wear it, for instance, against Monaghan the next day out. But you know, anyway, look, I don't know. It's not. It doesn't affect their football anyway. I think it was a, a fairly humdrum, straightforward victory for them, and I think they will go into this semi-final now again, pretty good shape. But it's a repeat semi-final. 
final. So there won't be any uh, lacking in motivation from a Monaghan perspective, given what happened last year. Must must be the humdrum uh, victory if all you can talk about is their jersey. But it's yeah, a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm slowly searching through pictures here, Roy, to see where we go back to before they wear. 2009, 2010, they were definitely wearing the white with the red band. Um, Look, anyway, I don't I'll report back that, once I'm I don't finished. think it's that. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, but I just thought yeah, it's it's a fair, it's, yeah. it's 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 a point. But uh, around, I think it's a good confidence booster for them. Although, uh, like the very easiest thing was uh, take the Dublin game, and again, the point of clarification is the last two games in Crow Park have been quite disappointing in terms of how they lost. So to come back with a response like that is pretty emphatic. So. And plus, some of their big big time players got did well here. Like Ethan Darty, I think is a fantastic player. He had a good game of the weekend. Shane McGuigan again looked looked sharp, so he did. Um, Cassidy again, I think their half forward line is is they're they're a very athletic, but they're good finishers as well when they're given half a chance. So, listen, I think Derry, you know, I still take them as favourites for for Ulster. I had back Tyrone on on the back of the way they finished their league campaign, but. Again, Derry have probably they haven't said anything that else otherwise that they're not going to be in contention for Ulster and and they're targeting it again. We're talking about provincial, but they, they seem to be wanting to target that Ulster title again. Yeah, they were wearing the white jersey with a red band in the twenty twenty one league final, Roy, twenty twenty one. So it's not it's a, it is a recent thing. Um, so look, from for Manor now, um, obviously, yeah, they're yeah. going to be Talton Cup, um. They have to be, yeah, they do. Sorry, I know. We're, we're we're having to do weekly permutations to figure out who's going to land where. But I think that's I think that's without a shadow of a doubt. Now they're in the Talton Cup, so um, we'll get back to them in time. Uh, Rory, can you see? Like we're talking about no safety net. Um, or sorry, there there, there was a safety net. Two teams yesterday playing without sweepers, kind of unusual in an Ulster Championship match. Mm-hmm. I don't see for man. I don't see Derry. Deciding to cut loose like that against Monaghan, I, I, you would imagine we'll see a more traditional fair. Well, Derry don't really. I mean, Derry have they have a very stringent and strict game plan. I don't really see them diverging too much from it at this stage. You know, there's maybe some maybe. So Monaghan ain't going to um like be uh, like go go into the mincer there without a backup plan of their own, really, are they? I, 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 yeah, I think it'll be it'll be more the same from Derry. Mike Monaghan will know exactly what to expect, so it's, I don't expect it to be as open as it was yesterday. And and just as another point, I think one of the best things about yesterday was the focus and the attention that it rightly got. I think the fact that there wasn't that many games on allowed it the the oxygen and the the, the breath to be able to put into what was just an incredible game of football. I think what you're going to potentially look at now again coming into next weekend is, I don't know, is, it, is there 13, 14 matches or however many games? So like yeah. if, if you had a classic like yesterday play out in that environment, it wouldn't have gotten all of the brilliant attention that it rightly got. And I think that is just another, uh, it's another subplot of this season that we're in but look I think it was um, yeah I just think it was it was a what a game yeah I don't think Pat's plan was too happy with the two games yesterday either, so <laughs> <laughs> no. two, 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 two versus 13 <laughs> and he's a fair point like I mean we're on about the, the tight structures or tight you know mm. calendar space that we have and I do agree Troy I think it got a lot more pundits than it, it, like you rightly got because of the two games but then the flip side is we 
that many games this weekend. You know, they were on a bit of a tight schedule, tight calendar. So it, it's it's not a one one bill fits all type thing. So it's it's need to be looked at from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Just to give, we'll finish up now, Sam, but obviously we'll be back Thursday to try and review these. But uh, we've just talked about the only two senior championship matches that were on uh, last weekend. And next weekend on Saturday, we've Sligo, New York, Kerry, Tipperary, Limerick, Clare, Cavan, Armagh in the football, and Antrim, Dublin, Galway, Wexford, Kilkenny, Westmead in the hurling. That's Saturday. And then there's Joe McDonough as well. Sunday, Galway, Roscommon. Westmead, Louth, Kildare, Wicklow, Leash, Dublin, Offaly, Mead, Dublin, uh, sorry, Down, Donegal in football, and Watford, Limerick, Clare, Tipperary in hurling. That's the Sunday. See, like, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Armagh, give, take that as an example there. Now, Kevin Armagh has the potential to be an, another unbelievable Ulster Championship match. But sure, by Sunday morning, it's going to be chip paper, you know? Because Kevin have to win. Having enough to win for Tata yeah, or yeah. for Sam Guy, I hope so. You know, and yeah. and it's, it's in Breffney, it'll be a yeah. massive crowd, it'll be a brilliant place to be, actually. It'll be a fantastic atmosphere. But, you know, anyway, sure, that's uh, what it is. Well, look, that's our job now for Thursday, Rory. So, actually, we're going to finish recording this, and then we're actually going to just start Thursday's podcast straight away. So, we actually have to finish. <laughs> there's so, much, there's so much to talk about, you probably <laughs> need to do that. Yeah. Lee, you, you, got, you, got, you got off lucky, Lee. You got to do the yeah. Monday one instead of the Thursday one. Yeah. Good move. Right. Good move. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming on anyway, Lee. And myself and Rory will be back with 17 or 18 pundits on Thursday to preview those matches. Chat to you guys. Good luck. Goodbye. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it.